Hey, what's up guys? Andrews here from DealSaucer.com with podcast number two. I always like to kick off with a statement from one of my heroes, Ray Dalio, one of the world's most famous hedge fund managers. He said famously in his book, Principles, Life and Work, I learned that if you work hard and creatively, you can have just about anything you want, but not everything you want. Maturity is the ability to reject good alternatives in order to pursue even better ones. That's Ray Dalio, look him up, read his book, it's a phenomenal book, one of the best books I have ever read and I have read quite a few. Today's podcast is about what I call the freedom equation. $100 a day and you are rich and in the following 20 or 30 minutes I will explain what it means to actually be rich. How did I come up with this equation? Very simply, I knew that I was making a lot of money when I was working in the city in London in a hedge fund, but I also knew that my upside was capped. It made me rethink the concept of rich and what it really means to be rich. So I wrote down a couple of thoughts for myself and eventually it formulated into this blog post that I obviously never blocked anywhere but I still had the writings. So this is my personal understanding of what I think it means to be rich. What does it mean to be rich? Are you rich if you have 1 million dollars, 10 million dollars, 100 million dollars? Are you only truly rich if you made it into the Forbes list? The answer is it really depends on how you define rich. Most people think of yachts, supermodel girlfriends, Ferraris and the sort of thing when they hear the term rich. They think of bottles and models lifestyle. This thinking is fundamentally flawed and part of the reason why most people stay poor in the first place. If this already makes you feel bad then it's probably best to stop the podcast now because it's going to get a lot worse in a second. So my question is how good is your accounting? Let's go back to the basics for a little bit. There's no bean counter knowledge required to understand this, but we need to define the term rich. We need to know some very basic accounting concepts. Bean counter is a funny crowd, you know? They use very fancy terms for very simple concepts. So let's have a look. How much money and other belongings you have, they call assets. How much money and stuff you owe to other people or entities, such as a bank, they call liabilities. Money that's coming into your account on a regular basis, they call revenue. And the money that is leaving your account, they call expenses. So those are the most basic accounting terms. Once you understand these terms, you understand basic accounting. If your revenue exceeds your expenses, you are making a profit. And your assets, i.e. the money in your bank account, grows. Vice versa, if the expenses are higher than your revenue, you're making a loss and your assets, i.e. your bank account, shrink. Why do assets shrink? They shrink because you need to use the cash that's in your bank account to finance your excessive lifestyle, i.e. your high expenses. Maybe less beer and lap dances next month, you made it. Accounting 101, pass. Okay, so now we're ready to define rich. Rich means how many days you can live without having to go to work. You're rich when you generate enough revenue without working to cover your expenses. So let me repeat this. You're rich as soon as you make enough revenue without working in order to cover your expenses. Right? You can already see everything is relative. If your expenses are 10 million, you need to make 10 million in revenue 
without working to be able you know to not go into your savings well the emphasis on this statement is without working from now on i refer to revenue as all the money that comes in except for your paycheck when revenue equals expenses that's when you are rich when revenue equals expenses, you have hit the rich threshold. You make neither a profit nor a loss, so your assets neither grow nor shrink, but you get by swimmingly every month, because you don't need to work and you just cover your expenses. You get up, you do whatever the hell you want, and you go to bed having done nothing but what you wanted to do that day. You didn't work for anybody else, and that's a great success. You're also rich if you have a lot of money in the bank account, i.e. a lot of assets, but as long as expenses are bigger than revenue, you're making a loss and your assets are shrinking day by day. That's why Mike Tyson is broke and 50 Cent owns his house. If you divide your assets, by the loss you're making per day, you get the number of days that you have left before you need to go back to work to live your poor lifestyle. For example, if you have $1 million in your bank account and you're spending $100,000 per year, you have exactly 10 years left in your rich lifestyle. God bless you. So the green elephant in the room is of course, how do you get your revenue to equal expenses? How do you hit the rich threshold? That's where most people get it completely wrong. And that's how most people stay poor until they die. Yes, this is a morbid podcast, that's right. And the prospects of staying poor should piss you off or scare you. Right now, you are poor. You are running in the red race wheel. If you don't get up in the morning and don't go to work, your life will be miserable because you will be on the street in no time. You're a hamster in the hamster wheel. And so, by the way, are 99% of people. You are the donkey and your boss is dangling the salary carrot in front of your face. Every day, run donkey, run. Your boss is injecting the salary into your bank account like an addict shoots up heroin into the veins. Once he injected the heroin, he has control over you. He can dictate to you when to get up, when to arrive at the office, when to eat lunch, when to leave the office and when to go to bed. You ask him for permission to take your family on vacation and he tells you how long you can stay. And if he feels like it, he cuts your vacation short and calls you back in the middle of it. And every month he injects a nice fresh hit into your bank account and it makes you feel good. He conditions you psychologically to love it. And you can't wait until the day arrives again because your cash has dwindled buying those beers and lap dances. Worse, you now have bought a car on a lease and a house with a big mortgage because you wanted to show your parents and your neighbors that you're the big shot. Keeping up with the Joneses. What does that do to your rich threshold? Your expenses are up. You're not able to save money. You invested your money into cars, clothes and furniture. Invested in quotation marks. On the good side, at least you didn't squander it all. What was left you spent on alcohol, cigarettes and going out. Welcome to Squanderville, living the dream, isn't it? Because you created permanent and recurring high expenses by getting a car on a lease and a mortgage, you are locked in. Your boss knows it too. Everybody knows it. He knows you need the heroin hit in the bank account or else you will have to declare personal bankruptcy. No more lap dances. You're officially a full-blown salary addict. A higher paying job won't solve the problem either because as soon as you get the promotion, your salary increases, you start spending more to show off to your neighbors and prove your parents 
that you're a big shot. When people realize this is going on, it usually provokes a knee-jerk reaction. Damn it, I need to do something by myself. I hate my job and life is too expensive. To get out of this job, I need to do something, something big. I need to set up shop. I'll create the next Facebook, Amazon, or even better, Google. I'll be the next Jeff Bezos. Yes, Jeff, that will solve the problem, but the problem is the odds of creating the next big thing are about as good as winning the lottery. Trust me, I've seen the venture capital statistics. That was my job. Maybe one in a hundred ventures that gets financing makes it really big. And those are already the ventures that got financing in the first place. Most of the people never make it to a financing round, so it's probably one in millions. Nobody really knows what the exact numbers are, but the odds are bad. Your idea is right though. Let's increase the revenue by not working for someone else. Good start, Jeff. What's however easier and has immediate effect is the other side of the equation. Remember, revenue minus expenses equals profits. You're working on the revenue side, but how about working on the expenses side? How about decreasing expenses first? Take a look at your spending per month. Where does the money go? What can you cut out? Maybe a couple of beers and lap dances less? Cut your expenses radically. Sell your car unless you really need it. Sell those high heels. Sell the Chanel costume. Do you really need it? Rent a smaller house or a flat. Sell your house. Cash in the bank equals assets. Focus on everything that's recurring and not necessary. Expensive gym? Cut it out. Go to the cheap one. Netflix, Amazon, Spotify, et al. Cut it out. Not essential. Review your insurance and phone contracts. Only keep what is essential. Make sure you set up a budget and live according to it. Save first and then start spending. Put the money away where you can't reach it. Second, focus on increasing your revenue. Make the money work for you. Invest it. Property, stocks, bonds are good starting points. If you have 100,000 saved, make 10% return on it. You're generating 10,000 in annual revenue. That's amazing. Let's revisit your Amazon ambitions and let's get real. Are you an entrepreneur like Jeff Bezos? If you are Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, you need to realize that you will have about a thousand pounds per month to live on for the next five years until your venture starts throwing off real cash. The chances of you creating the next Amazon are slim to none and slim just left the building. 90% of all ventures die within a year. Read the story of Travis Kalanick of Uber or Brian Chesky of Airbnb. Watch their videos on YouTube and you will see what it really means to be an entrepreneur. Once you took Jeff behind the barn to shoot him in the head, you're ready to move on. Man, you changed. You used to be so naive. First, you need to be on the internet. It's a place where you can make money from nothing. Arbitrage. You don't need much or no capital to start a business. You can start literally anything as long as A. It costs almost no money to set up and B. You're selling online. Start a dropshipping company, buy and sell merchandise on eBay or Amazon, sell your friends old clothing, set up strip club nights for your buddies and sell them beers and chicken wings. Even better, if you have a special skill, make videos, write a blog or write a book. Once you start having a few of these little ventures that have virtually no risk and quite some upside, you will make revenue increase. And before you know it, you will expand into all kinds of different areas where you can make your revenue increase step by step. If you want to have a good book on this, read Tim Ferriss' 4-Hour Workweek. 
It's crucial that you keep going because as soon as you make the first couple grand, you will feel empowered. Next, handle your drug dealer, yes, your boss. Employment is a contract, you sell your time for a salary. Time is of essence here. You need as much free time as you can get. Salary is not important. It's what we are trying to replace. The more time you have to work on your venture, the quicker you will be able to kick the habit. Decrease your work input to the minimum. What is the minimum? It's the point where you're working just enough to not get fired. That is optimal for you. You get your salary to survive while maximizing your time to generate revenue. Screw the bonus, the career, the ambitions, the reward praises from your boss and all the other carrots that your company might be dangling. Distance yourself from the heroin addicts in your boss's company. Yes, those are your colleagues. Don't go to social meetings such as the Christmas dinners and the company parties. They will poison your ambitions and it's just a waste of time. Cut your boss's company out of your life. Okay, let's do the math. In London, if you are single and have no kids, you can live well with about $3,000 per month after you cut your expenses. That's about £2,500. Rent a flat for around $1,500. Spend about $50 per day on expenses. You can do it even cheaper if you want. You won't live like a king, but it does the trick. If you're feeling withdrawal syndromes, get used to it, Jeff. If you move to a small town, you can rent for much less, maybe $750 a month. And your expenses go down because things are cheaper. You can probably get by with about $2,000 a month. But at $3,000 per month, you need to make $36,000 per year in revenue to cover your expenses. At this point, you are rich. That is about £30,000 per year. Then you're rich if you have a very modest lifestyle. On the internet, you can sell 24-7. You need to make $36,000 in 365 days. For simplicity, let's assume the internet goes on vacation five days per year. That's $100 per day. So the freedom equation dictates that if you make $100 per day, you are rich. Whatever widget you're selling, you need to sell $100 worth of it per day. Taxes, they're almost zero. You can use a corporation and then basically revenue equals profit. Sell 100 cookies per day for $1 each. Sell 10 shirts per day for $10 each. Sell one lap dance per day for $100. Whatever floats your boat, all you need to do is make $100 per day. $100 per day is vastly less complicated than creating the next Amazon, SpaceX, Tesla, Google, or what have you. All you need to do is sell stuff worth $100 a day and you are free. Once you achieve the aim of making $100 per day, you are done. You are rich. You're not a heroin, you're not a heroin addict anymore. You resigned. At that point, you immediately leave London and move to a lower cost city. This cuts cost and you become instantly rich because you've just passed the rich threshold. Your revenue exceeds your expenses. Now you focus on your business. You put in 100% of your time. Start other small businesses 
and then de-risk the businesses and it and as soon you start other small businesses as soon as they take off your revenue comes from multiple revenue streams at this point you're not only rich but you're de-risking because if any specific venture fails you have all the other ones that are still supporting you this is called diversification and it prevents you from relapsing and signing up to another job where you have another boss that injects the heroin in form of a monthly paycheck into your vein. I wanna add something personal to this. I've been around various ventures where people are preying on your dreams, okay? And this is no different in the property business. People are preying on your dreams by telling you that it's very easy to become financially free, live this lifestyle that you live in the Bahamas while you're making 10K a day. This is somebody preying on your dreams. Do not believe it. It takes hard work. It will require you to cut your expenses for a longer period of time until you had enough time to generate the actual revenue that you need to cover and exceed your expenses. So I'm always extremely careful when I hear people saying things like, oh, I made this much money in this short amount of time. You know, all these YouTube ads and all of these real estate gurus and all of these you know, self-help gurus that promise the world to you and they're just preying on your dreams to make it really fast. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I think it's much more intelligent to you know, not go for the dream, but focus on the expenses first and cut your expenses, control your expenses, and buy yourself time by not working for any bosses and then invest that time into a business. I think then eventually you will get to the point where you can make a thousand dollars a day. I don't think that's a problem. Just don't fall for the false promise that it's like an instant thing that you can achieve within, you know, a very short amount of time, like some magic pill that you swallow. Everything is possible, but just remember, it's really hard work that gets you there. And I think the harder you work, the luckier you will get. So with that, I would like to close. I thank you very much for listening to our second podcast. Please subscribe to the channel. Check our products at dealsourcer.com because those products, you know, I believe really have the potential to cut a lot of that time, that valuable time down and get you really high returning deals. But you still need to put in the work even after analyzing them with our, you know, deal sourcer tools. It still requires you to put in the work, get the volume on your side, do the viewings, do the phone calls, because there's nobody in this world that will do it for you. And with that, I'm out and I hope I see you next time. Thank you.